Hi everyone, James Prescott here. Welcome to the Perma Podcast. Really great to be with you all again. And I'm really delighted to welcome uh, my good friend, Sean Smucker, back to the podcast today. Um, welcome back, Sean. It's really great to have you back. Thanks, James. This is great, man. I always, I always love catching up with you, so this is, this is a pleasure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and Sean, if you don't know, Sean is an author. Um, he's a does a bit of writing coaching as well. He's written some incredible books. Um, he's very prolific. He's written a lot of stuff. Um, go to Amazon, you'll find loads of loads of books, and his website's got a ton of writing on it too. He's great. So um, we're going to talk about his new book today, and maybe talk about some other things, maybe to do with writing and creativity and whatever seems whatever comes up. This um, Sean's always got tons of wisdom to share. So. Um, so Sean, tell us about this new book you've got coming out first. Um, really excited to hear about it. Yeah, it comes out July 16th. It's called Light from Distant Stars. Um, it's basically about a man named Cohen who um, finds his father, uh, he presumes dead on the floor of their funeral home. And um, mm. the rest of the book really is about him remembering the relationship that he had with his father and um, different events that happened in his life that um, that he has trouble he has trouble remembering exactly how everything happened and so it's kind of his time to explore his past with his dad and I think he wants to he wants to figure out where things went wrong between them and um, yeah I think uh, and that's sort of how it progresses but it, it, it also uh, uh, one of the main storylines is that he remembers two little kids who were his friends when he was young and, and kind of an adventure that they went on as well so wow sounds really interesting it's like a journey into his own past in a way yeah like. it is it yeah. is you know I, I co-write and ghostwrite books for a living and I think something that's always fascinated me is the unreliability of, of our memories and mm. even though they're so unreliable we still we still sort of use them as a, as a foundation for how we think about ourselves and how we think mm. about others you know based on things that happened in the past but it's funny to me that so often when I'm interviewing families or working with people um, you know there will be two members of the same household who have completely different recollections of, of mm. an event. And, you know, there's no way they could both be right. That's just, they're just so far apart. And so that's always, that's always amazed me. Um, and it's kind of made me wonder how, how reliable are my own memories <laughs> of my childhood? Yeah. And, and, you know, even or how, how reliable are the memories that I have of, of me and my parents? And, yeah, you know, how I use those memories to really form what I think about them now. But I, I wonder if they're actually real. Yeah, I think that's, that's so true. I mean, sometimes I talk to my sister about my mom and, like, my late mother and stuff and my memories of her and, and some events that we experienced. And it's really weird how, like, she remembers, she remembers things I don't remember and then she remembers yeah. things that I do remember differently to how I remember them. Yeah, and it's it's really interesting how that happens because you're talking about the same event, but just seeing it through a whole different different lens 
um, and reading a whole different story and a whole different meaning from it. Yeah, my, my dad was just telling a story this week about um, a memory that, a, a very a very traumatic memory that he has of my sister getting lost. Um, and she was probably 9 or 10, and I was probably, you know, around 11 or 12. And I have absolutely no recollection of this happening. Um, so I don't know what that says about my relationship with my sister, but it, it, it's just amazing to me that this, this, this event that's so formative in how my dad views parenting and how he views himself as a parent and a father is something that I've completely forgotten. Yeah. It's really strange what you blank out, isn't it? I know I've blanked out a lot of my teenage years because of the trauma that that they were, you know. So Mm. what happened? I think what we do then is we create narratives around these uh, these these events. You know, we create stories around them which kind of feel true, or maybe which kind of evoke how we felt, Mm. like but maybe aren't completely true. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting. While I was doing this, I read an article about memory. And I had always sort of envisioned memories as being like these sort of factual, almost like files, you know, like in a Microsoft file that you kind of put away. and, And then when you remember it, you go back and open it and experience it again. But in fact, memory is, we actually create our memories by by thinking back over something over and over and over again. And so we actually, we're not reliving the event. We're reliving how we remember the event over and over and over. And so the more that we do that, the more ingrained the memory becomes in our mind. And so when we talk about memory, what we're actually talking about is, you know, how we interpreted a particular event. And that, uh, you know, that's just, that's fascinating to me. Um, and so that all comes into play with, with the book, with Cohen. And, you know, he, he th- there's an event early on that, that really destroyed their family. And so he's, he's been very bitter about that for a long time. But as he relives that memory, it leads him into things that he had forgotten for a long time. And um, as he, you know, sort of, sort of relives those during his father's passing, he realizes that maybe his dad wasn't um, precisely the person that he remembered him to be. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm hooked already. I can't wait to read this book. <laughs> um, and the title is fantastic, especially given what we... Well, the topic, the subject matter is as well, I think. Like, Light from Distant Stars. It's... Um, is you don't it's a good metaphor because when you look at a star you're only seeing the light and you're seeing what used to be there exactly you're not exactly. seeing what what is actually there now yeah and yeah. you're not even seeing it that clearly you know you're not really mm. close up to it so you can yeah wow it's a really good metaphor <laughs> yeah thanks i love the title and the cover that the publisher put together i think is fantastic I really yeah like i saw the cover um, yeah Really good. But also, you know, so another thing, and this reminds me a little bit of something that you brought up before we started the show, but um, a, another big thing for Cohen in the book is is this idea that um, he had a particular image of God growing up. His dad was a pastor, a preacher, when he was little. 
and um, and then the thing happened that sort of destroyed their family. And so his his view of his father and his view of God um, became very muddled. And so that's something else that he at the end of each section of the book he sort of meanders down to um, an Episcopal church that he has started to attend in recent years and mm. and goes to confession because he feels like he feels like his father's death is, is really in some ways his fault and so he's trying to get rid of this guilt that he feels and, and while he's down there it's when he starts to really explore um you know, what What does he think of God and how has that changed um, since he was little? And, you know, I think a lot of what I was what I was exploring with this book was thinking back to the very simple faith of my childhood and um, wondering how much how much of it I can carry with me now, you know, into my life um, as I live now versus how much of it I just, you know, it's sort of fading away and that's okay um yeah Mm, that's yeah that resonates a lot with me um yeah my uh my faith journey has um been like recently has been a lot like you know letting go of things that have been in the past and and creating a new story in a sense and finding a new spiritual home uh, mm. finding a new place spiritually and it is interesting like because you there's also there's almost a grieving that has to happen mm. uh, when you let go of those things because they've been part of you for so long yeah um it's not that you can just suddenly let go of them and they're gone mm. you have to kind of grieve the the end of that season Mm. In a sense, yeah. Um, yeah. So that sounds a really interesting thing that you're exploring there as well. Like because, it, again, it's this story about God that we tell ourselves. Like, this, I, I, I definitely told that story about God, that he was this angry, vengeful, mm. distant person, like who didn't, who was waiting to send me to hell and was just waiting for me to slip up kind of thing mm. you know yeah. and whose love was actually conditional well I didn't mm. think that at the time you know I was like he's like unconditional love but but only if I do this and I didn't didn't yeah. it for some reason didn't connect that it that, yeah. that, that wasn't con- unconditional um, because when you're in the midst of it when you're in that bubble you don't think like that so um, but that's what it was and but it was just a story and it wasn't the mm. truth you know it wasn't it wasn't uh, yeah it wasn't the truth and we make up we create story. I mean this, this is something that I talk about a lot with people that how we create stories like we mm. live by story everything is about story we're like our whole lives we create stories around relationships we have with other people we have we create stories around um, our careers about our faith about our about who we are you know we have like old scripts that we follow when we when things get difficult and like really unhelpful ones that we write for ourselves so much of life is about story um that's why i think fiction stories like this which 
connect with truth about who we are is so important yeah it was it was really funny when I was um, I was writing this one particular scene and it's after the family falls apart and Cohen is living with his father Cohen's like 12 or 13 years old and and he comes home and he's hurt he, he's injured from something that happened and he comes home to a dark a dark apartment and um his father's uh, has become an alcoholic since since everything happened, and so he comes up, and his father's just kind of asleep on the sofa, and he sits there, and um, he just he just wants his dad to pay attention to him. You know, like he just wants he just wants some sign of life, like some some something to show that like his dad cares at all that he's heard and I realized as I was writing that I like I was getting all emotional as I was writing it and I thought wow like this is this is a struggle that I have with God like this is this is me wanting to know that God is paying attention (laughs) you know like that I'm not just sitting in a dark room all by myself and um after I wrote that scene, I feel like I feel like the book just really opened up to me because I realized what I was really exploring with Cohen and his dad, and um, it, it became a it became a really I think it became a really healing process for me finishing that book. Wow, that's awesome! I was going to ask actually. That's going to be my next question. Like how. I mean, how did this? How did writing this book change you? Because mm. one thing I always know about from writing myself is, when you when you write something, especially a book or something that's quite significant, that it does something to you. You know, it, yeah. you're part of that. The first person you're writing impacts is you. You know, mm. and yeah. so yeah, I mean, yeah. How did I mean? How did the whole process of writing this book impact you and transform you? I think the biggest way was um, just in exploring Cohen's relationship with his dad. I found myself thinking a lot about my own relationship with my with my dad, and um, we have a we have a very good relationship. So it's, it wasn't necessarily mirrored in the book or, or um, in that way. But I did I did think quite a bit about how I think as you get older, um, and I mean as you grow up and you know, you hit the teenage years and then your early 20s, I think there's something natural about parents and kids kind of losing each other, you know, in the shuffle of life and, and in, in the direction of life that you choose to go. And, and I think at some point, um, sooner or later, you kind of come to this realization that, that you and your parents have lost each other and, and you decide whether or not you're going to try and rediscover them again. Um, and, and as I worked through writing out Cohen and his dad, I realized that my dad and I are just kind of at that point now where we're rediscovering each other as a father and a son in a way that, um, that we haven't necessarily before. I think he's in his 60s, and I'm now in my early 40s. Um, I've got kids, so I see, I see him in a much different light, you know, as I see what it's like to raise kids and teenagers and... Um, so I think in that way it has really opened up, the, writing the book has really opened up my mind to 
thinking of my dad in different ways and mm. and wanting to be more intentional about about trying to rediscover him while I still have a chance um, while he's mm. still around and um, while I'm still around uh, so yeah I think that's that's one of the biggest ways that's interesting that's I mean I I, I resonate so much with with that that I think one of the reasons I've had a bit of procrastination about writing this book that I'm working on is is knowing that knowing mm. that that experience is going to come when when I write a book that some that it will do something to me that I don't know about yet you know <laughs> yeah. that that it will say something to me about something I don't know what about maybe one of my relationships maybe one of my friendships maybe you know, whatever. Something in my life it will speak to me about, and I won't be ready for it, and I'll have to, I'll have to deal with it because it's, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. that's what writing does. And if you if you write long enough, you understand this, and then just like, okay, I want to write this book, and I, I know that I need to write this book, and I want to, but but I also know that this that something's going to happen when I start doing that, and um, and I have to be ready to go there. Like, I mean, how do you, I mean? Obviously, you you've written a lot of books, so you must know the kind of that what happens when you write a book um, I mean how do you prepare yourself for that and like steal yourself in a way to I to, think I keep telling myself that it's not going to happen this time <laughs> 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 I don't know it's funny I, I used to really I used to really because I wrote so much non-fiction for other people right. and I saw that process that you're talking about you know I would be sitting in a room interviewing someone whose book I'm writing or helping write and we would stumble onto a memory or a scene from their life that would just blow them away. You know, they would be weeping by the time we were finished. But I think in my mind, I thought that I could write fiction and that wouldn't happen because I'm, you know, I'm making up these stories. But it's, it's been just as true for me in fiction as it has in nonfiction. Um, that inevitably I dig into something that um, I wasn't prepared for. You know, I didn't go into the story thinking, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down this particular mine, and this is what I'm going to find. Uh, but somehow I just find myself there every time in some particular way. And it, it is a really meaningful experience, and it is, it is uncomfortable, too, you know, like you're talking about. I think um, it's not entirely comfortable for me to write a father and son book, you know, parent-child book, because I know my parents will read it, and I know that they're going to wonder, oh, you know, how much of this is really Sean mm, um, definitely, you know, thinking yeah. about his dad, and how much is just the character simply thinking. So I, you know, I have the same, I have a lot of the same concerns writing fiction that I, that I have, you know, writing memoir. It's kind of it's interesting. I didn't expect that, but it's still there. Yeah, and I guess with memoir, with uh, sorry, with with fiction, you don't know in a way what's going to come up because when you're writing a memoir, you kind of know the subject matter before you get into it. You know, in a sense, the story and the characters and and what happens. So you're more kind of aware of what that could connect with, or you know, what memories or what stories that could emotions that could that could bring out whereas if you're writing fiction there's no there's no kind of before you write it there's no roadmap. you mm. don't know where, what's going to connect you with what so it's a bit more of a surprise um, I've never written fiction yet but um, 
yeah, it must be. Um, it's a bit more of a minefield, I guess. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. You should try it. I think you'd be really good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think so. Yeah, I. Um, yeah, I like. I like. I like. Um, I mean, like most of the fiction I like is is movies. Basically, that's where I engage with mm. fiction most. Mm-hmm. Because I yeah. because in that, because when it comes to fiction, I'm quite visual. So. Mm. I just love going to the movies and I love exploring stories and I've learned about the concept of story through good movies Mm. Um, you know the the movies I like best are the ones with the strongest story you know and I can tell and now I know the kind of the hero's journey quite well I can always often see that in in good films where they use that model and stuff it's it's it's, um, yeah but I think if I wrote fiction, it would probably be a movie script or something. Nice. Um, nice. I like the idea of that. Um, so that is something that's in my mind to do at some point in my life, but uh, not <laughs> not quite yet. <laughs> that's um, what you're working on now, right? And then, then you can talk. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. But that's definitely something in my um, kind of bucket list at some point. But I need to be in the right place to do it, mm. for sure. Um, but... But yeah, I mean, like writing fiction is um, it's, a di- it's very different from writing non-fiction, and there's two different things. Well, I mean, people who aren't writers probably won't understand that quite as much. It's like, well, it's just writing, you know. But writing fiction is a very different, it's a whole different experience. I mean, how is what are the differences you think between writing f- non-fiction and writing fiction? Um, I think. Um, in my mind well let me start with the similarities I think in my mind both require us to really pay attention you know to to what's going on I think with fiction the big challenge is uh, making the story work in a way that resonates with people because you know with nonfiction, with a memoir or uh, especially with memoir I mean the story is what it is right I mean there, there's a way to tell it that is going to make the difference. Um, but the story, you know, you, you don't have a whole lot of power over um, what has happened. Mm. Whereas with fiction, I find that, that that is, you know, for me, that's always the greatest challenge is, is you know, I, I find that the, the writing sessions are easier with fiction, but the big picture is more difficult. Um, right. So putting it all together, you know, in a, in a way that that is compelling, and that someone finishes one chapter, wants to read the next, wants to read the next. Um, that's where the cha- that's yeah, that's where the challenge lies for me. Yeah, that is a challenge. I mean, that's a challenge in nonfiction as well. Mm-hmm. You know, because especially in memoir, because memoir is essentially a story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a true story. Um, yeah. And so you've got to keep. And one of the things that I remember working on with my book coach for this book I was going through each chapter and actually saying, like, we need to make sure that you don't close all the stories at the end of that chapter because otherwise people won't read. Keep mm-hmm. reading. You need to keep the story going. You need to have things that are unresolved, like yeah. questions that the reader has that they they want to to make them continue reading. That's just mm-hmm. that's just good. What good writing does it keeps you reading. Um, the memoirs that I've read that keep me reading are very much like that. So, yeah, 
Um, yeah, I think um, the other big challenge for me is I'm I'm very much um, what what you said there actually reminded me that I I'm very much someone who likes to resolve conflict in my real life um, or avoid it, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that's something that I have to be careful of in writing fiction because fiction is all about conflict and it's all about ratcheting up the conflict not not resolving it especially in the beginning and um so that's that's always been a challenge for me and then also with fiction i think the whole idea of choosing a perspective from which to tell the story um you know most memoirs pretty straightforward i but with fiction there's there's just so many different options um and so trying to figure out what will be the most effective way to enter that story is is always a, a big challenge for me. Um, the Light from Distant Stars was third person, uh, mostly from Cohen's perspective. The manuscript I'm working on now that I'm about to hand in is first person, and it's it's been a real challenge been a real challenge i don't know if i'll write another first person book again after this for a little while um but so that that that's another i think challenge that that fiction yeah. offers yeah yeah absolutely yeah and there's so much you can do with fiction there's so many ways you can approach it like you say um first person third person you know whatever i always like stories where they kind of break the fourth wall hmm I always find them really interesting because um, and I see this on TV shows as well where they do this it, it's just so I, I, it kind of draws me in a little bit more and I feel part of the story rather than just watching it yeah um, so yeah I like that concept but um, so you're working on another book um, what is that is that fiction or non-fiction it's fiction yeah and it, it's, it will come out Hopefully, if everything goes according to plan, the summer of 2020. Right. Um, and then I have one more book with Ravel that's slated to come out the summer of 2021. So another novel, two novels. Wow. Wow, that's incredible. Very proficient. Like every year, a book a year is a, is pretty intense. Yeah, it is. I, I don't know. It's pushing me a little bit. The the Previously, the books that I had um, published with them were books that I had already written and had kind of just put on the shelf. Um, so this book, Light from Distant Stars, is the first one that I've pretty much conceptualized and written in a year. And um, a year is about as quick as I, as I like to do it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, crikey, I, I, yeah, it's, it's, you've got to work really hard to do that as well, you've got to be really dedicated, I know, I mean, I've got a full-time job, so I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to, how to write a book for mm. publication while having a nine-to-five job, yeah, um, and that's going to be a challenge for me, certainly, um, I know you're lucky that you get to you get to this as your kind of job, don't you? Um, yeah, yeah. Which, is, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm very fortunate. Very fortunate. It's a really cool thing to do. Like, I'd learn, you know, not many people can make a living from writing. It's a, it's a 
difficult thing to do. Um, but you managed to do that. It's really, really great. I mean, like, what... Do you think you go back to writing fiction at any... Th- uh, sorry, fiction, non-fiction, at any point in the future? Um, I don't think I will for my own books for a little while. Um, I mean, I write non-fiction for other people most well, of the time. Pretty much all day is what that's that's how I pay the bills. Um, so that's always that's kind of always there. But for myself, I I just I just enjoy fiction so much. Um, and so if I'm going to do something mostly for the fun of it and for the love of it, it's going to be fiction. Hmm. How many books have you got in you right now? So you've got the one you've just handed in you've got the one after that do you have ideas for those or are you yeah yeah i have i have two or three ideas that i feel pretty good about um and i find that the ideas aren't isn't the hard really the hard thing i mean i could probably come up with 10 ideas this week for novels that i would love to write but the the real challenge usually is connecting with a character in that story. So, right, trying to it's trying to find someone who to me has a really compelling involvement in that in that plot. Mm. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, because it is all about the characters. Like, I suppose when like there's truth to there's truth to the idea that when you start writing a character. And you create a character that, you know, and in essence, their story kind of tells themselves, tells itself. Almost like once you started writing, it's like, like you have to, the character takes you in a direction that maybe wasn't the one you planned, but you know that for the character to be true to that character, you have to go in that direction. Like, yeah, and and other other characters will just show up. You know, like there will be one of the main main plot lines in Light from Distant Stars came about when Cohen heard somebody outside of his father's hospital room and he went out and started talking to this boy. Um, and I hadn't, I hadn't planned that character. I hadn't, you know, done a character sketch or had any idea what, what he was doing out there. Um, but when Cohen walked out of the room and they started having a conversation, it was like, the rest of the story just started to come into place. And it's really amazing when that happens. You know, it's, it's sometimes it's, it's kind of eerie um, because it, it does feel like it's not me. You know, it feels like I'm just kind of mm. ushering the story onto the page as opposed to actually making it up. Um, that's not every day and that's not every writing session. A lot of days it feels like a grind, but... Um, you know, there are times like that where you're like, wow, where did that come from? <laughs> mm. I mean, do you... I mean, characters like Cohen. Cohen's the main character in this... In, like, From Distant Stars. Yeah, he's like... You know, they, yeah, he's the central character. And it's like... I find it interesting the way you talk about him. It's like you have a relationship with him, you know? I mean, is there a... Is there a grieving process that goes on when you finish writing these books and when you kind of finish with these characters? You know, that that book's completed and that story's been told and so you won't be going back to that you likely won't be going back to that character again you know and mm. is, is there like a grooving that happens when that 
I think for me in this in this part of my career, I I just move on so quickly to the next story. Um, and also, you know, to be honest, I do so many drafts and edits and revisions that um, by the time I'm finished, I'm pretty ready to move on. I feel more I feel more of that grief um, when I read a good book. <laughs> um, right. You know, Harry Potter or Lucy Pevensey or you know these characters that you you really do feel like you you've lived with and enjoyed. I think the writing of a novel for me towards the end becomes really really hard work and requires so much thought and um, just intentionality that by the time I'm done I'm I'm pretty relieved to hand it off. Right. Interesting. And how much of you kind of imprints itself onto these characters that you create? Do you think, I mean, are all the characters that you create representative of a part of who you are, or is it, or, or, is, it, or is it something different to that? Um, I think so far the protagonists that I've written um, contain pieces of me, I would say. Uh, Cohen is you know, in his 40s, he's um, looking back on his life, examining his faith, and and so I think there are certain aspects of him that, that definitely uh, come from me. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I again, because I haven't written, haven't written fiction, I don't know what that, that experience is like, but as someone who kind of knows about writing a little bit, I, I know that everything we create has an imprint of us on it somewhere that there's something of us in everything that we create there's some yeah. truth about us in everything that we create so it's interesting to hear to hear that yeah um and yeah from the way you describe Cohen, it does kind of sound and because i know you a little bit it, it does sound a bit like there's elements of you in in that character as well in your story for sure so yeah i think i think with him what i really did was kind of use some bits from my childhood to, to jump off from. Mm. Um, so, you know, there's a scene where he's throwing baseball with his dad and um, the details of that are very much from my childhood. Um, I think what happens is as the plot line progresses, the character, and, and I start to get to know the character a little bit more, then he starts to make decisions that I wouldn't make. You know, he starts mm. to um, grow into someone who's not me. Um, but I think you're right in that. You know, the, the creative, the creation of that, of the seed of that character, um, it, it it comes from us, right? Like it comes from the writer somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I've always said that there's an element of truth in everything that we create. Everything we create tells the truth about us. Mm. And sometimes it's not a nice truth. <laughs> um, but, but um, yeah, that's certainly what I've found. Even even the smallest things, like if you write a journal, you, you, you discover something about yourself through that. Something of mm -hmm. you comes out, and you kind of, it unlocks something in your subconscious which you didn't know about yourself. You know, um, there's a lot of research that says writing is good for your emotional health. It's good, it's good to help you get to know yourself it's good for your it's good for um mental health you know then there's a reason because i think it unlocks something in 
the subconscious, um, which yeah. is part of who we are. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, journaling was that was the main the main way that I wrote for um, for probably fifteen years, uh, wow. 10, 15 years was mostly just journaling every day, and um, that was that was some of the best exercise or best preparation I could have done, you know, for the writing that I'm doing today. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm journaling every day. I'm doing that right now, and, it, and I can definitely vouch for that. It, it, it does change everything, it, and it makes you a better writer as well because you're writing. You know, yeah. there's, there's there's so many benefits to writing every day, and everyone can do it, and it doesn't cost anything. And yeah. um, you never have to show it to anybody, and it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be war and peace, and it doesn't. It could be a, like a sentence or a paragraph, you know. And yeah, I I can't. Yeah, I I I say it often. I say it a lot that you know people just need to like if you want to get healthy, if you want to get to know yourself, then do just write every day. Even for yeah. just five minutes, you know, it it just makes a huge difference. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, so, kind of, I know with a fiction book, it's difficult difficult to have a kind of purpose or meaning or whatever for the book. Um, but what is it you think that, as you wrote the book, what is it you feel like you ultimately were trying to convey through this book? What message were you trying to convey through the book? Um, the real the real question uh, that I that I wanted to explore was what we talked about a little bit earlier was you know the reliability of memory and how that affects our relationships. I think what I ended up what I ended up with was a character who in Cohen who was really you know trying to figure out what had happened to God, like what you know what. And, and a lot of that is is symbolic in, in him trying to figure out what happened to his father, but there's also some direct searching done by him um, in the book. And and what I hope, my writing tends to be pretty serious, pretty melancholy, dark at times, but I hope that when someone gets to the end of this book, um, there is a sense of, of Cohen sort of... Um, Finding, finding God in everything, finding, um, realizing that he, that God is everywhere, I guess. Um, it's kind of hard to talk about without, without spoilers, but, yeah, um, yeah. that I think is, is, is sort of the general, and and it's not, you know, there's not like a come to Jesus moment. I wouldn't necessarily call it a, a strictly Christian novel, but. Um, I I think there is a part of Cohen at the end that that finally can find peace um, with his father, and then also um, with the idea that that maybe God isn't the God um, that he was presented with when he was a kid, and that and that maybe it's it's almost impossible for him to escape God. Um, and 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 that in a good sense, you know. Um, yeah, that's great. It sounds like really it sounds a really hopeful book, like a 
like raw and honest, but but also kind of hopeful as well. I really want my fiction to be hopeful, and I know that um, the stories are dark, and um, there's you know they're not they're not light in any in any sense. It's not there's not a lot of humor, but yeah. I I do I do really hope that there is a, a hopeful element. Um, because I, I do feel strongly about that with fiction. Like, I feel like if we're going to write fiction and we're going to read fiction, um, I feel like there's enough cynicism in the world and I feel like there's enough um, hopelessness. And so I want to write real stories. I want to write, you know, raw stories that, that, do, that do emulate real life. But I want, somehow I want the characters to be able to find hope in that, in that kind of mess, so... That's awesome. That's really awesome. Well, I can't wait to read this book. Um, and it comes out on in July. Yep, July 16th. July 16th. This podcast might be out by then. Uh, might be out after that, or it might be out before. I don't know. But <laughs> but get go, but it's available to pre-order anyway. So go and get go and get your copy. Um, highly recommend Sean's work and. Then go and get all his other books because they're all great as well. Um, so, um, so um, yeah, I can't recommend Sean highly enough. He's one of my favourite writers. So, um, yeah, go and check this stuff out. And uh, thanks, Sean, for coming back. Thanks for having me, James. It's always, like I said, it's always a pleasure to chat. Yeah, yeah, I love talking about writing and life and spirituality and all these kind of we're going to do this in a pub over there I'm going to come over and we're going to we're going to have hours on end to just sit yeah. and sit by a fireplace somewhere and chat yeah <laughs> I, yeah I, oh, that's a great idea I think that's a really great idea um, yeah it's amazing how, how I talk on how a conversation on writing turns into something about God and about you know identity and like you know dealing with dealing with your parents and trauma and stuff and like it's just amazing where writing can take you mm, I think yeah Yep. So, um, yeah, thanks for coming on, and definitely we'll have you back sometime. So, uh, yeah, take care. Great. And, uh, yeah, good luck with your own work as well. I'm excited to read it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited to write it. Um, <laughs> so thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, take care, and we'll talk soon. <laughs>